I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. What then should we do? What should we do? John's first words in this gospel are not the most endearing. Vipers, he calls us. He wonders why the people have come. He tells them that they aren't even bearing any fruits worthy of repentance. Whatever they're doing now, it's not enough. He tells them that their privilege and their pedigree, that their being descended from Abraham, is nothing special. Of course, the second time that he speaks isn't so great either. He tells us that Jesus is coming with, his, with a winnowing fork and that the chaff will be thrown into unquenchable fire. Great. But John is a prophet, and prophetic words can be difficult to hear. They put a mirror up to us and allow us to see us both as we are and how we can be. So then what should we do? The answer is relatively simple. Be nice. Be nice, do good things. We've always had a way to be justified or sanctified or redeemed. We just follow the rules, live by the law that we're given. Don't take more than you're supposed to if you're a tax collector. Share with others. Don't use your position or power to extort money from other people. Don't threaten anybody. If you want to bear good fruits, do those things, whatever your situation might be. And if we just stop there, it seems like John has answered the question to what should we do. We already know how to live. We know we're supposed to love our neighbor. So if we do these things, we'll be fine. But we need more. We need a lot more. No matter how well we follow the law, we cannot save ourselves. We can't fix ourselves. Isn't that why we're in the wilderness in the first place? To seek something? The wilderness, after all, is not where we're from. The wilderness is empty. We don't just find ourselves in the wilderness. Have you ever heard anybody say that this year, especially during the pandemic? We find ourselves in a wilderness? I think I have probably said that many times. But we don't. We go to the wilderness. It is something that we do. We make a decision to leave the city. We go out knowing that whatever it is we have, however good it seems, it's not perfect. We're being drawn to something else. So we go out into the wilderness. And yes, that even goes for the wilderness of the pandemic. We all play a part as a society for how it's going. We do not have control over this by ourselves and we need each other to help us through it. So what is it then that we actually have to do? For me, the key is understanding what is trying to understand, at least, what John talks about in this second part of the reading. Looking for the one who is more powerful, the one who comes with a winnowing fork and burning the chaff. Because repenting in this case means giving up control of ourselves to this one who is greater. And losing any kind of control, however small it is, is a difficult thing. A few years ago, I was with a mentor and friend uh, doing grocery shopping. 
we were buying supplies for a youth trip. And so I got the cart and I was pushing it through the grocery store. And he was piling stuff in as we were going along. At some point, I went and I got some extra supplies and I put them in the basket. And my friend said, what are you doing? These are not what we need. We don't need these things. Just why are you, why are you doing this? What, what is this? It's one of those stressful situations where we're coming up on a deadline and you want everything to go how you want it to go. And so I calmly looked up at him and paused and said, would you like to push the cart? And so it kind of became this running joke when somebody would overstep their bounds of uh, micromanaging a little bit, saying, you know, I've, it's okay, take a step back. And I think that's what John's word is actually saying to us. We can let go sometimes. When you repent, you let go. You give up what you're doing that is wrong. We know, after all, what to do. And even those people who are despised in this gospel, the tax collectors and the soldiers, even with their positions in this society, loving others and doing what is right is possible. It is within reach. So what if we're doing, what if we're repenting is not enough? Is that where the winnowing fork, is that where the judgment comes in? I admit that I know absolutely nothing about wheat, so I had to look up what chaff was. Chaff is the husk, or the protective casing of the seed. It surrounds the ripe wheat, and it must be removed in order for wheat to be edible, in order for us to turn it into bread. So when I read this story today, I wonder if maybe we can think of John's word as not dividing us into those who repent enough versus those who have into the chaff and the wheat. But instead that we are in need of someone to come and remove that thing that surrounds us. Yes, we know that we can do good things, but we need Jesus to actually do the work of saving us. So when we go out into the wilderness, we might think that we are looking for a way to do this ourselves. But John tells us instead that we give up control to someone greater. Someone who does the work of separating all those things that hinder us and gets rid of them. We can only do so much. We must let Christ do the rest. This is the moment in Advent when we realize that in our repentance, we give up ourselves to Christ. That in preparing the way, we can only prepare so much. Just as John is not the end of this story, we are not the ones who finish the story either. We are not the ones who finish the work of repentance. So what then should we do? We rejoice that the one coming into the world is merciful and mighty. We rejoice that Christ is able to separate us from the chaff that is our sins and our failings. We rejoice that the gift of forgiveness and grace changes us, and that because of Christ, we will bear the fruits worthy of repentance and so much more. 
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you have helped us to prepare ourselves in this season of Advent for the coming of your Son. Help us now to allow ourselves to be transformed by your grace so that we may fully rejoice in the ways Christ works within us. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.